right, you tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. It starts right now. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Of course, I am Clay Edwards. It is a lovely Monday morning here in October. Had a great weekend. Chilled out at the house, watched some football, made a bunch of content, did some show prep all weekend, just chilled, man. It was it was nice not to get out and do much. I had plans. to uh, In my mind, I had plans to get out. I was going to go to some of these Oktoberfest events. I even thought about going down to Fertile Ground. I saw all the photos there in Bellhaven. looked like a great time. Uh, wandered through downtown Brandon for a minute. But at the end of the day, it was just something about just sitting home, watching football. I enjoyed it. It was nice. Um, man, look, let's just jump straight in. First, top of the hour, 8 o'clock, I'm going to have Walt Kelly back on the phone. If you were listening Thursday, you heard Walt and I go round and round. Uh, Walt is a white BLM activist, and uh, he is fired up about some things. That, and we, Him and I don't agree on much here, but he wants to discuss the Rankin County Goon Squad stuff, and that's where he's kind of uh, buttered his bread on his social media is talking about that uh, from every angle. So we're going to get a different angle from that. I, you know, I look, I'm a pro-cop, conservative guy. He is, a, I don't want to call him anti-cop. I don't think that's fair. Um, he's, in a, he's a police accountability. How about that? I want to hear his angle. I want to talk to him about it. He's in, he's in connection with the families of the guys that were the victims in that situation. So we're going to hear the other side of it. We'll see how that goes. That's going to be top of the 8 o'clock hour. All right, man, let's just jump straight in. Guns and Gear text line. I keep saying that, and then I keep having to tell y'all stuff. Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0002. Would love to hear from you guys. Uh, we got the first hour, all gas, no brakes. Let's get started. As first reported by me last night, according to my sources, it appears that Cindy, Mississippi Senator, Cindy Hyde-Smith's home was the possible target of a drive-by shooting down there in Kapai Lincoln County. I started around 1245 yesterday. Her in-laws had just gotten home from from church. Her husband was outside, too. I don't know. Maybe he had gone with him to church and got out of the vehicle with him or if he, or if he was outside doing some yard work, but neither here nor there. The in-laws pull in the driveway. The hus- her husband is outside, and they hear gunshots erupt. Now, these is country folks, man. These are folks that know the difference in, in, being, in shooting at something and being shot at. You know what I mean? So they were panicked enough by the way they heard these gunshots to freak out, get the family in. He's running around trying to find who could have potentially done this. Does he see a vehicle? I guess it's a long driveway. You know, I don't have the visual perspective of it. And uh, the investigators came in. Law enforcement came in yesterday. My understanding is they didn't find bullet holes in anything. Obviously, that can change. Um. The Capitol Police, not the ones from Jackson, the U.S. Capitol Police, possibly Secret Service, are going to be in town today conducting an investigation. And I and, and I, went, I called some people I trusted on this to just to bounce some ideas around before I ran with my story. 
my video that I made last night. And somebody reminded me. I said, you know, it very easily could have just been, you know, if you consider the lay of the land, it could just be some rednecks on some other land shooting their guns. They said, that is a possibility. It's about, you know, they said, also, don't forget, this is the same area where two guys decided to shoot at a FedEx driver for dropping some packages off at their mama's house. So don't underestimate the general public's ability to be stupid because it can, in fact, happen. Um, look, I know that we're in a time of political discourse, and I'm just going to say this under the assumption that the facts are what they are, and somebody did try to shoot at Cindy Hyde-Smith. Guys, we can't do that. Because I'm going to tell you what, this I, 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 in my heart of hearts, if that happened, I do not think it was a left-wing nut job. It, I, I, it's somebody on our side, or, well, if, that, if that's what you want to call it. That's just where my gut instinct goes. I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. But I'm going I'm to talk to y'all if it's somebody on our side. Guys, have you not? You saw January 6th. You saw how they laid the bait out there and everybody bit it. And now thousands of people are going to go to jail. Lives ruined. The whole nine yards. You know, and of course, part of the story is they believe it was an AR-15 style weapon. You know they want to take your guns. You know they want to take your guns. Do not go shooting at politicians with your guns. I I don't know any other way to put it. This ain't California. This ain't Washington, D.C. This is Lincoln, Kapai County, Brookhaven area in Mississippi. Guys, do better. Do better. And I, I, obviously, I know that whoever did that most likely is not listening to this show this morning. But one thing I've learned about stupid people is they can't keep their mouth shut. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I run mine for two hours a day, every Monday, every weekday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. All seriousness, though. Come on, that's a, that's a, that is a line too far i've got a story here as i was logging in this morning to get set up you know i see where a lot of people have questioned me on on my ex account and calling me a liar you know tagging other quote-unquote credible news sources to ask them if this is true well let me tell you uh, tagging the mississippi free press to be credible news you don't like real news well i don't know they post fake news but they definitely slant it hard left anyway my buddy Russ Latino over at Magnolia Tribune has officially posted a story, and I don't know if he gets any more legitimate than Russ other than, you know, on an equal footing, my, my good friend Therese April. So here's the story. Developing shots allegedly fired near the home of Cindy Hyde-Smith. Yesterday afternoon, news began to swirl that shots had been fired near the Lincoln County home of U.S. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith. This is a developing stories, and details are scant at this point. Sources indicate that at approximately 1245, members of Senator Highsmith's family were coming up her drive from church when two shots were fired near or towards the home. No injuries were reported, and it's not clear at this stage whether the senator was home at the time of the, of the alleged incident. The Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics, as well as federal law enforcement, are said to be investigating. 
No official statement has been released by Senator Hyde Smith's office or law enforcement. Magnolia Tribune has sought comment from both Senator Hyde Smith and the NBI. We will update this story as additional details become available. So there you have that. That's wild. That is absolutely insane that we've reached the point of political discourse. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. We've been heading this way for a while. I guess I just didn't think it would be in Mississippi. I, I, I like to think that we're better than that. I really do. You guys want to chime in? 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. The phone line, 601-879-0002. Uh, let's see here. On the Guns and Gear text line. Yeah, hey, unknown texture. I know you just texted me this, uh, the, talking about the two bodies being found in that Braxton home. I know. I know. I, I, me personally, I have a hard time believing all the hand, all the hands in this were, were clean and they were just 100% good Christian fellows sitting over there having a prayer circle. But even with all that said, I do not believe that they deserved what happened to them. I mean, I think we can, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever know exactly what happened that night. But rarely do you see people in that situation that those cops were in plead guilty without even going to trial, given the length of time they were looking at. So I, I, I tend to have to lean towards just looking at all the evidence that regardless of what had happened at that house previously, they clearly screwed up. So let's see here. More on the text line. Blake says, political views aside, Murder or violence is not the answer. I, I I do agree. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a time. And I want to make sure I separate what I'm saying here from what happened there. There's going to be a time, and it's probably faster approaching than we would like to think it is, where they want to round us up and, and make us go away. I mean, they, you know, they tried to separate us with the COVID vaccine. The left burned down America for an entire summer. Clearly, the left thinks violence is the answer. And we always know, look, I've been saying this for a while. You look at everything they're doing to Trump. And I and I, I know I can be hyperbolic at times because I'm trying to get a point across. You see what they're doing to Trump. You know somebody somewhere on our side is a little mentally unhinged. They... They think the world's out to get them. They're just, I'm just going to say it, they're crazy. But they happen to be, have the same political beliefs as us on the right. And it's the same thing what happened with the Oklahoma City bombing. You know, Timothy McVeigh just got pushed and pushed and pushed and thought the government was out to get him, and clearly he wasn't wrong. I mean, looking at all the stuff they were doing at the time. But, he was wrong in blowing the building up. I'm just talking about him feeling paranoid. You know this is you know somewhere out there there's some nut job right now with a uh, with a huge cachet of bullets, guns, bombs, all kind of stuff. And every time they indict Trump one more time, one more time. Well, he sees what's happening to the January 6 survivors. It's just it's just notching away at him. Notching away at him, 
And this is how you create a domestic terrorist. I, I really do believe that. It's how you create a right wing or left wing, but we're going to talk about our side this morning. It's how you create a right, a right wing domestic terrorist. You, you just keep piling on and piling on and piling on. And the left would love nothing more than for something like that to happen. Because then they sit there and say, see, we told you so. Right wing MAGA nut jobs out here blowing up buildings, killing people, all this other stuff. And it just takes it takes the attention away from everything they're doing and even gives some justification to it. So just be mindful out there if you're listening. If you're that nut job and you're listening this morning, don't give them what they want. Do not give them what they want. There'll be a time when the when the purge comes, and I guess you'll be able to do whatever you want, but we ain't there yet. Good Lord. Let's take a break. Come back. I got some more stories. Mississippi Parole Board. I got you're up next. We're gonna talk about these idiots on the other side of the break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey guys, don't forget, man, if you're trying to sell your vehicle, I buy cars. Just if you... If you can't remember nothing else, remember, remember the website, claybuyscars.com. I got the phone number on there. Shoot me a call. Shoot me a text. And let me see what I can give you for your vehicle, whether it's a $1,000 beater or a $100,000 brand new uh, Jeep Wagoneer or something like that, Tahoe, Denali, whatever. I want to make you an offer on it. You know, I've, I've got tons of resources in the car business, tons of connections. I'm trying to link people up. That will pay you the most money for your vehicle. Give me a call. I've got 12, 13 years experience. I'm not going to jerk you around. If nothing else, you're getting ready to trade your vehicle in somewhere. Let me give you a good solid number that we think it's worth. I'm not going to charge you anything to do that. Uh, just a, We'll call it a free service. And if, you, uh, if you're happy with my price, my offer, would love to break bread with you. Do a little business. Claybuyscars.com or shoot me a text. 769-241-1944. I'll tell you what I need from you, and we'll go from there. ClayBuysCars.com. All right, let's jump in. Man, oh man, oh man. I love to say I told you so. Every now and then, I'm going to be narcissistic. I love being right. I love to say I told you so. And here is a story here that we knew one way or another what it would come through, would happen, and it did. You remember, I had Zeno Williams on the show a while back. Zeno's mother was the victim of a horrific double murder by his former stepbrother who killed his dad, 
James Williams Jr. and Zeno's mom, which would be his stepmom, the killer stepmom. <sighs> um, they killed them both over in South Jackson. This is back in about 20 years ago. Took their bodies out to Shallow Park in Brandon and dumped them. Double murder. Convicted. Should have had life in prison. Should have been on the death death row as far as I'm concerned. He he spends 20 years in jail. And because he was a minor when it happened, a, a law changed that said they can't be there without parole. They've at least got to have the possibility of parole. Then it's up to the parole board to decide if they are rehabilitated and should get out. Well, the Mississippi Parole Board decided that Zeno had been rehabilitated. Not Zeno, I'm sorry, Zeno. That James Williams III had been rehabilitated and was going to and was no longer a threat to society. So they let him out. I mean, you had dozens of state legislatures begging them not to do it. You had an underground movement of folks calling the parole board every day, begging them not to do it. I can go on and on and on. I'm not going to rehash the whole the whole saga. But at the end of the day, we knew. You, I'm sorry. You go from being a double murderer to a prison preacher, which I, I you know, I ain't going to hate on prison preachers. They, I'm sure there's some good folks doing it. And I'm sure there's some folks that are doing it just to bide the time. Either way, whatever works for you. Friday night in Pearl, Mississippi, if I'm reading the report right, it looks like he got a DUI from Rankin County Sheriff's Department. It may have been from Pearl, but I knew he ended up in the Rankin County Jail. DUI, Mr. Prison Preacher, Double Murderer, Recently Parolee, Given a Second Chance, is out here drinking to the bottom of a bottle and getting a DUI on our streets on Friday night. Now, I want to paint a little better picture for you here. Friday night, Pearl versus Brandon, the Rankin County Super Bowl, was being held in Pearl. You've got kids out on the streets having a good time. A lot of families out and about on the roads. And you got this piece of crap drinking and driving through Pearl. Could have killed anybody. Could have been you. Could have been your child. Could have been anybody. Your mother, your father, your neighbor. Went 20 years without a drink, presumably, in jail. And he's out a couple months, and he's out drinking and driving. Of course, he's bonded out. You know, they can't hold you on first offense DUI. The parole board needs to be called today. From every angle possible. Your state representative Needs to be called today. Need to make these people uncomfortable. I mean, this is serious. Had had he killed somebody, that parole board would have blood on their hands. Blood on their hands. I'm going to tell you. I know I just did the whole first segment about 
violence and politics and this, that, and the other not being the answer necessarily. If a drunk driver, given those same circumstances, let's just say it's him, kills one of my family members in an accident, a deliberate accident from drinking and driving, son, that, that parole board would need witness protection. I'm just telling you. They knew what they were doing when they let him out. And here he is, drinking and driving, getting a DUI in God's country, Rankin County. I, I, I'm disgusted. The family's disgusted. They tagged me in the uh, post about it. First thing I woke up Saturday morning. I hadn't even got the sleep out of my eyes yet. I'm over there in my studio making videos, making posts, getting it all out there, making sure everybody knows. It's disgusting. Let's take a let's look at the text here. Um All right, here we go. It says when MDOC Commissioner Burl Kane tells you if you become a chaplain, you will get paroled early. It's funny how many inmates want to be want to be prison chaplains now. I'm sure, sure that's what you actually meant to say. Yep. Yeah, uh let's see here. Yeah, man. All right, what does Blake say? He's been in prison 20 years. I just now finding out not to F around in Rankin. <laughs> Said he's been in prison 20 years. Now he's finding out you don't F around in Rankin County. Yeah, let's see here. I'm going to read some more of your text here. Let's see. I just want to kind of stay on topic a little. Uh, Chad says, regarding rednecks with piles of ammo, etc., when it legit pops off, there will be no vocal, loudmouth lefties. They will go silent and crawl back into their filthy holes, right back where they should have stayed in the first place. Well, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying to all of our, all of our fellow right wing uh, associates out there with huge ammo piles, let's let's save it for the uh, let's save it for when we need it. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Let's, uh, let's take a call this morning. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Good morning, Gladys, buddy. How you doing? Hey, buddy. How are you, brother? Uh, let me tell you about that scumbag they let out. I used to be in a position where I knew about on the inside. I, I hadn't been on the inside, but I knew about it. Them suckers get jailhouse religion. Now, I ain't knocking. There's some of them that really have something happen, but... That You know, all a convict has to do is sit around and scheme 24 hours a day. And I've seen poor church people and preachers and stuff scammed by them so many times. And, you know, they get a good case of jailhouse religion. And, you know, when they walk out the door, they tend to leave the religion in the jailhouse. <laughs> so, you know. And uh, on, on the... Uh, agitation series you know, have somebody do something crazy notice every one of these people that do something crazy are on psychotropic drugs oh absolutely and i believe the government and are in league with some psychiatrists and all <clears throat> and you know they they uh cook these characters they make them 
I mean, the, the military and CIA have experimented with uh, drugs for years to make super soldiers. And you take somebody that's about half a bubble off plum to start with and give him the right medication and the right suggestions, he will go out and do something. Yeah, just like the Manchurian candidate, Manchurian soldier. Yes. I mean, this our government, if people knew what was going on and get their heads out of their rectums, they'd be scared to death. And I realize, you know, when they come pick us all up, I'm going to probably be standing next to you somewhere. I'd be disappointed <laughs> if you weren't, buddy. But, uh, oh, and have your daddy call me. I got a couple of things he could do if he wants to. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to, well, I was, was going to see him this morning, but I, I, I left the chair at the house that I was supposed to take by his house. But I'm going to talk to him this morning and, uh, and make, sure he, make sure he knows. He'll be excited. You know, because I can pass a couple of things along, you know, if yep. he's interested, he can pick him up some, you know, coin for his coin purse. I like it. I know he will, too. Appreciate you, And buddy. look, yes. man, I enjoy the show, and I tell you what, keep your head on a swivel because, you know, you're making enemies left and right, and I love it, but you got to, you got I tell you what, when the manure hits the ventilator, call me. I'll be glad to stand there. Hey, I'm old. I ain't got that much life left now. Well, buddy, I appreciate it. That means the world oh. to me, man. Thank you. All right. Take care, bro. Yes, sir. Have a blessed one. Hey, look, man. You do this long enough, and you and you stay true to what you do, stay true to who you are. You know, inevitably, it's going to start rattling some cages. I mean, everybody thinks I'm just coming to Jackson. I'm coming for everything. I mean, I'm tired of corruption. I'm tired of. I'm tired of. The nonsense. And I think most people are too. We're tired of it. So if that involves making a few enemies. Then so be it. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Hey, guys, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. I just talked to you about buying cars or selling me your car. Now let's talk to you about you buying a car. Get over there to Mercy House Teen Challenge right down there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. That's mercyhouseautocenter.com on the web. And if you're looking for a vehicle, you don't want to go spend all the money at one of the newer car lots. You know, maybe you need a first-time vehicle for a, for your, a young driver. Maybe you need a vehicle. Just, you know, you don't want to take a big, big car payment. You need something more affordable, maybe even a cash car. They got you covered at Mercy House Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs. And here's what's cool, too. Say you got a vehicle in your driveway you want to get rid of. You don't know what it's worth. Maybe you know. Maybe it's not even running. You can donate it to Mercy House Auto Center and get a tax write-off for the amount they sell it for. And that could be a huge savings for you at the end of the year. And you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you donated a vehicle to a good cause, uh, which is helping fund Mercy House Teen Challenge, their um, drug rehabilitation, drug and alcohol rehabilitation center down there in Georgetown, Mississippi. So helping put fathers back in home and beat addiction. That is the one of the greatest things you can do for a community. I've seen and we've all seen firsthand living in this area, whether it's rural Rankin, Scott, Simpson County, uh, rural Hines County, or just right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Just what drugs can do when they when they rip through a community. Uh, when they rip fathers from homes. 
You know, we, like I said, we've all seen it firsthand. Mercy House Teen Challenge is helping put fathers back in the homes and defeat addiction. And you can, you can help with that by donating a vehicle or buying a vehicle from them or both. Start online, mercyhouseautocenter.com. All right, let's see here. We're tearing through these topics really quick this morning. I do appreciate it. Thank you to Mr. Buddy for calling in. Again, um, I will get the parole board number. You can just Google it, Mississippi Parole Board, and let's make sure that James Williams goes back to where he belongs. He is clearly a threat to the community. You, you, you kill two people and then you're out drinking and driving. I mean, that's that's three strikes as far as I'm concerned. It's three strikes. I don't want to, you know, I ain't perfect. But damn it, I ain't out. You know, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Let's see here. Real quick, I think here's another story I want to hit this morning. Most of the, most of today is going to be local, guys. If you're tuning in for national and global stuff, um, I'm sure Jameson will have you locked, stocked, and loaded from 10 to noon. I'm sure he will be on top of all that. I'm going to keep it here local this morning for now. Over in Meridian, woke up um, Saturday morning to some news that there had been another mass shooting in Mississippi. Scotty Ray Report. Man, if you're not following the Scotty Ray Report on Facebook, he is the, I don't want to insult him here, he's the Meridian, East Mississippi version of Clay Edwards. But he does it all online. And he had reports from the scene of the mass shooting in downtown Meridian. You may be like, well, Clay, I hadn't heard about a mass shooting. I mean, I heard about some Democrats shooting at one another and something or another at a nightclub. Exactly. Four people got shot. One got killed. Another had to be air, another one of the three that survived had to be airlifted by medevac out of out of downtown Meridian. I mean, literally a helicopter had to land in downtown Meridian and get this person out. Don't know their condition. Maybe maybe they survived. You know, by definition of a mass shooting, this checks off all the boxes. Except the shooters most likely weren't white. Because that's the only time they call it a mass shooting. Is a, or, or if it's a black guy with a MAGA hat on. I don't think these guys fit, the, fit that description. Uh, Scotty Ray is reporting that there were, now this is not confirmed, but uh, reporting suggesting that there was over 100 rounds fired and witnesses are saying that it sounded like it was from a fully automatic gun. And if you've ever heard a fully automatic versus a semi-automatic you know the difference. Versus my ammo sound effects here today. And they, in fact, do not sound like pew, 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 pew. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we got Democrats, positively Joe Biden voters. I mean, you won't be able to convince me otherwise. Domestic terrorists, as far as I'm concerned. Out here running the streets of Jackson, Meridian, We'll keep, we'll, we'll keep it on Meridian for now. Democrat stronghold, Meridian, Mississippi. Uh, they just had a huge festival downtown that day. I think it's called their Buds and Bowling or something. I hear it's a really fun street festival. It was packed. three, 4,000 people down in Meridian all day. Trump supporters, of course. And 
not a not not even a fight, not anything. Well, as it gets later into the evening and the lounges open up, that's when the chaos begins. Now, this happened. This was no one singular incident. This was several incidents that that capped off with this one. That climaxed with this one. I recommend you go on to Scotty Ray Report on Facebook. He's got a whole video going through the whole process and explaining it. And he's going to do a way better job than I am. But I'm just telling you. Again, I said in my video that I made last night. You know how I know that this wasn't MAGA? This wasn't right-wing nut jobs committing a mass shooting? Because I ain't seen nothing on CNN, now that I watch it. But I ain't seen nothing on CNN, MSNBC, not even Fox News about a mass shooting. I mean, the media trips over themselves trying to get to the scene of mass shootings when they think a conservative was at the uh, had the gun in hand. Anytime they think they can point it at one of us, they're going to blame it on us. I didn't see Joe Biden, Kamala Harris on my TV screens asking me, who who needs a hundred round magazine? Who could possibly need a hundred rounds? Well, apparently I do, Joe, to protect myself from from your voters. Heck, I I've got a video from just last week right here. This is Joe Biden asking, "Who in God's name needs a weapon with a hundred rounds in the chamber?" Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. No excuse. Who in God's name needs a weapon with a hundred rounds in a chamber? <laughs> the weapon's only meant for one thing, to kill people. To protect myself from Democrats. That's what I need. If they've got a hundred rounds, I need a hundred rounds. Let's just hear it one more time. Who in God's name needs a weapon with a hundred rounds in a chamber? <laughs> the weapon's only meant for one thing, to kill people. To protect myself from voters of of him, clearly. I'm going to tell you, get out the guns and gear this week and get you 100 rounds of ammo. <laughs> Good Lord. But, you know, this that stuff never makes the news. And, when I, and I, I want to be, in all fairness here, we did have several local and state media outlets report on this, but not as a mass shooting that it is. It was just a a nightclub shooting. No, no. It checks off all the boxes. Y'all know if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know this this mass shooting deal has been a thorn in my side since I started doing this. Every time violence erupts at one of these black nightclubs and four or five people get shot or whatever, they just call it Gangland violence, a disagreement at a nightclub. No, it's a mass shooting. A mass shooting is anytime two or more people get shot by one shooter. This is a mass shooting. This is part of the culture war. Jameson can probably speak on this better than me. He's really good at this. But this is part of the culture war. This is part of them brainwashing folks to make one side look one way and the other side to look another. 
I mean, just call stuff what it is. I mean, this is how, again, as you're saying back, this is how you make people crazy. This is how you convert people into being domestic terrorists and right-wing or left-wing nutjobs. It's telling people that the same exact thing is different based on the race of the person that does it. Well, we call it this if it's this group. We call it this if it's this. Well, there's still dead bodies and bullets involved. Wouldn't that make it the same thing? Am I crazy? I mean, maybe a little bit, but really. 601-879-0002 is the phone line. The Guns and Gear text line is 769-241-1944. Walt Kelly is going to be on the line with me coming back at the top of the hour at 8.07. We're going to dive into the Rankin County Sheriff's Department stuff and see what all Walt has to say about that. Um, I tell you what, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. I'll have a few extra minutes to talk to you before the top of the hour because I have one other story I want to squeeze in before we take it to Walt for the whole second hour. This is the Clay Edwards. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Hey, real quick, I want to tell you about two really good plate lunches today. Uh, if you're in the downtown area, Martin's downtown. Got the best plate lunch in the city. It's fried or grilled pork chops today for their plate lunch. If you're in Madison or downtown Brandon, hit up Burgers Blues Barbecue. Today's plate lunch special is chicken fried chicken and hamburger or hamburger steak. And of course, the full menu item is menu items are available at both great locations. So that's uh, Martin's if you're in the downtown Jackson area for what did I say? Fried chicken for fried or grilled pork chops. And then if you're in the downtown Brandon area or Madison burgers, blues, barbecue, there are two plate lunch options today are chicken fried chicken and hamburger steak. Uh, two great, great establishments there. Well, three getting technical. All right. Something I wanted to hit before the top of the hour. And this is something that was floating around. I want to thank Sarah Woods for sending this to me. Well, I tell you what, the Madison County Mamas, they stay on top of it, son. They stay on top of it. This is a team effort. We, none of us could do what we do if it wasn't without involved and concerned citizens like yourselves. Rankin County School District posted a picture from inside a classroom. Now they were doing an earthquake drill. I ain't got but about a minute to tell this. I'm going to try to make it quick. They were doing an earthquake drill, and so they showed a picture of some kids all under their desk. Well, what was also hanging in, the, uh, in this classroom over the mini blinds was what appears to be a rainbow flag of sorts. Now, I'm just going to be honest. Yes, could it have been an innocent art project with some bright colors? That's obviously a distinct possibility. But given the culture war and the times that we live, when I see a rainbow flag in a classroom, the first thing I'm thinking is, why are they shoving the agenda in the classroom in front of our children? Why is the agenda being pushed in our classrooms? I mean, frankly, at this point, I look at the rainbow flag and all of its spinoffs of the rainbow flag to, to support the agenda. And I, and I see nothing any different than the Hamas flag, um, a Confederate flag for some of y'all that find that offensive, or even a Nazi flag. Given the people who are pushing the agenda, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So yeah, people absolutely have the right to question if that flag is a flag 
or an art art project. All right, stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, you've tuned back in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is hour two of the Clay Edwards Show. This segment, we got our guest Walt Kelly sitting on hold there. As soon as I get through with this, we're going to bring Walt in. This segment is brought to you by Reliable Rental Equipment. Guys, I've been talking about this for a week now. I love when a business goes and puts its money back in its community. And Reliable Rental Equipment is taking an area of Jackson right outside Fondren there. Some call it Fondren, right there on Meadowbrook Road, across from the old movie theater. They've demolished some old buildings. They've built a nice new building, a huge piece of property there, really investing into the city. And, man, look, I say all that to say because I just like to see people support locally owned stuff. If you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that's where I stand on this. Support locally owned. And reliable rental equipment are Jacksonians who are investing back into Jackson, and I love that. You can check them out online at reliablerentalequipmentms.com. But hey, look, man, you need a skid steer. You need a uh, a zero-turn mower, a backhoe. You need a rollback dumpster. They can do it all. Heck, you get a rollback dumpster, you need some guys to help actually do the debris cleanup, they can do that too. You got a tree you need cut down. That's right. They offer tree service. They can uh, tree uh, tree service and removal. They can do it all. Here's what's great, and I know I've been kind of beating this drum about them, and uh, this might not even be anything y'all need, but I think it's really neat that they offer operators at a daily rate. So, say you're a plumber or whatever your skill of trade is, and you needed some dirt work done so you can do what you got to do. But you don't own a you don't own a, a backhoe or whatever, or you really ain't, don't even understand quite how to use one properly. Instead of having to bring in a third party contractor, these guys offer uh, equipment operators at daily rates at an affordable rate. Help save you some money, help save you time, help get it done right the first time. Also, they've got uh, you need to rent or buy a side by side or a four wheeler. I'm sorry. No, side by side or a golf cart. I'm sorry. Side by side or a golf cart. They have all that available there at Reliable Rental Equipment. And I've got the information on the brand name of those those side by sides and golf carts. And I've got to find it in another email. And I will tell you all about it today before I get off the show. But uh, check them out, man. Reliable Rental Equipment MS. And hey, it's getting dark earlier nowadays. So hit them up for all of your outdoor lighting needs, uh, temporary outdoor lighting needs. They have Taylor lighting solutions and they have one rig that can go 28 days or 28 nights without having to put any extra fuel in it. Once you fill it up, it'll last for 28 nights. I think that's really cool. Of course, they got all your boon lifts and pick lifts and all that stuff too. So check them out. Reliable rental equipment located right there at, what is that address? Uh, right there on Meadowbrook Road. Right across from the old Meadowbrook Movie Theater, kind of at the corner of uh, State and Meadowbrook. You can't miss it. All right. On the phone here, we've got the one and only, back for round two, Mr. Walt Kelly from up in Fayetteville, Arkansas. My my dogs beat your hogs this weekend, so y'all are both uh, winless in the last couple rounds. Good morning, Clay. <laughs> Good yeah. morning. Yeah. That one hurt. We we just fired our offensive coordinator over over that game. I'll tell you, we KJ Jefferson from Mississippi, 
is yep. our quarterback. I believe he'll play on Sunday. I, I do too. I, I love KJ. God, he's a great kid. He can fall down for a six-yard pickup. He's just—he's he, so electric and fun to watch. But I mean, I'm a Razorback fanatic, and somehow, I don't know. I guess the good Lord was looking out for me because I just missed that game, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to Google, you know, what time the Hogs play today." I mean, we—we we almost beat Alabama, and I—I I Google it up, and it said seven to three. I said, "Oh, it just started." No. That's that was it. Walt, I, it was, I, I did the same thing. I missed the whole game. I I, cl- I cut it on. It was like 7-3. to three. I said, what is it, halftime maybe? And it's like, no, the game was over. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Uh, I mean, look, we should – I know we won, but we should have fired our offensive coordinator too. We could, Lord. I mean, yeah, our defense hasn't been able to stop anybody this year. <laughs> it reminds, reminds me of the Mississippi State-Auburn, the 3-2 game. From years ago. Oh, God. I think I remember something <laughs> about that. At least we won this one, I guess. So Yeah, the, the Astros and Rangers are out scoring that game. Absolutely. Well look, man, I get all the pleasantries out the way. Walt, we had a lot of we had a lot of feedback from our show from Thursday, man, on both sides. I know some people reached out to you. Uh I've had some some colorful comments in my in my comment section from folks. So uh, we we're definitely hitting a nerve with some people. Yeah, I've had them. Just just notifications are are hitting me right now from uh some um some of your listeners will say um coming after uh some of my commenters. Um I and, and let's get this out of the way and, and I wanna make it clear and please people press record on your on your podcast recorder there. The people that say some of these awful awful things with with what you and I were just talking about, Clay, before we got on, you know, some of the comments and in, in, in that little thing that we were discussing. Yes. They're way over the top. But you know, there's people there's people on my side of the fence that are ready to to string up some of the MFers that are saying those terrible things, you know? And and and, and none of that's okay. You know, the talks of violence the talks, uh, the the over the top racism, any of that stuff isn't okay, and I think we both can agree on that. And and that's not the majority of the people. You know, you and I got to share my uh, correspondence with somebody that I just told you was was wonderful. They started out telling me a uh, a really awful thing, and I came back with them civil and 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 told them thanks for the input and all that. We ended up becoming friends over the deal, you know. Yeah, I think, I think what it is, I think a lot of times people really do want to talk to and have a conversation with people that I will just say, for the sake of arguing, disagree with, and they don't know how to do it. So they just they they, they feel like the first words have to be confrontational, and they don't. And uh, you did a good job of talking that back and turning that into a, a reasonable conversation. Uh, tell me this before we we did it late in this last show. Tell people how to find you on TikTok. I, I got your TikTok address wrong, and I want to make sure we get it right. Well, all that stuff, you know, technology's passing people our age up. But uh, you and I are kind of figuring out this TikTok deal. You got a video yesterday that's blowing up. Um, but it says Walt Kelly here, but the the little at sign that they've got there is Walt. Co-Act, W-A-L-T-C-O-A-C-T, 
A-C-T. Right. So I've kind of got that after Walt, I've got the CO for community organizer, and then I put the act at the end for activism. Walt Co-Act. W-A-L-T-C-O-A-C-T. Got it. That's yeah, on TikTok. Like on YouTube, it's it's a W, a capital W, a capital C, and a capital A. Got it. All right. Let's jump in, Walt. I discovered you, like a lot of people in this area, uh, as the, we'll, we'll just refer to it as the Goon Squad, because that's what they call themselves, as the Rankin County Goon Squad stuff was beginning to make some waves. So this is before the arrest and everything. Uh and you were very outspoken at a time where a lot of people were not ready to be. A lot of people didn't really know the extent of what had been going on. And uh, you were one of the first to jump in that I saw publicly anyway and really take the sheriff's department to task. What was your motivations, man? How did you get involved in all that? Well, uh, I was in Mississippi. I would I would make some trips there to uh, – uh, fighting for justice for for various people uh, who had who had lost their life to police violence, and uh, some of them were white people too, uh, but predominantly uh, black humans. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say something that, that that might explain some people, but it's just kind of a reality. As far as it, it feels like there's a genocide on black life going on down there, and we've got it here in Arkansas, too, and it's throughout the South. But uh, the numbers are just out of control. Well, uh, a mother got a hold of me and uh, just wanted wanted to tell me her, her story, and it turns out I'd had the, the terrible picture of what, what the police did to him. It was, it was Hunter Elward. Another deputy, Luke Stickman, who who has resigned over at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department. He was a member of the, I can't say goon squad, I can say special response team, but I'm assuming goon squad. Um, I don't I don't know enough about him. Besides, I know that he was a part of the the murder of of Damian Cameron, July 26, 2021. You know, and um, five. Five people lost their their lives in a in a string of of five, of eight months there at the Rankin County Sheriff's Department in 2021. Two of them in custody. Corey Jackson was a white man that that lost his life in the Rankin County uh, Detention Center. Um, he was having a mental health crisis. He was naked in a restraining chair, and 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 you and I both know, Clay, that restraining chairs don't kill people. Um, regardless. So I, before, before the incident happened on January 24th in Braxton, it it was in Braxton, right? Correct. Okay. Before the incident happened in Braxton to Michael Cordy Jenkins and Eddie Terrell Parker, I was calling Hunter Elward a serial killer and, and I guess that kind of struck a nerve with a lot of people around the country. They're like, there's this guy calling this cop a serial killer over in Mississippi. And then, all you know, I could not understand how I thought it was such a liability to have this man. And then hear stories about, started hearing stories about Christian Dedman, started hearing stories about Brett McAlpin. 
And then, when that happened with the Goon Squad, the names start to rumor out, and they start to match up. And you're like, well, my gosh, we've been warning them of this, and and look what's happened to these these great humans, Michael and Eddie, and damn it, if they just would have listened to us, we could have avoided this. If they just would have listened to Damien's mom, you know, they, they did that to Damien Cameron in front of her, and and she 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 could be the sweetest human I've ever met in my life, and and an inc- incredible mother loves her son and is fighting for him every day of her life, uh, still to this day, and you know they he but, didn't make it to the police car out alive. Let, let me ask you this: you know, I, I got to play devil's advocate a little bit here because I know the listeners are probably punching their steering wheels right now. <laughs> um, the two people that that um. Which one did you say was the serial killer? Hunter Elwood. Elwood, thank you. Sorry, I, I get all the names kind of confused a little bit. Hunter Elwood. Now, He's the one but, who also put put the gun in the mouth of Michael Corey Jenkins and pulled the trigger. Okay. So, sans that, let's just go back a little bit. We'll, 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 get, we'll work our way to that. Sans that, do you don't think there's just a possibility that these two deaths that he was involved in couldn't have just been kind of like what we talked about Thursday? A situation of people, kind of not not people that refuse to stop resisting, you know. I mean, I hate to just go to the effing around and finding out thing because I, I want to be real serious here this morning. You don't yeah. think these could be situations of guys not complying, not guys guys re- con- continuing to resist arrest, and then because you know once once you once you get into that and it turns into a kind of a brawl between the officer and the perp. Or I hate to I, I hate being rude about people that are deceased, but I can't think of a better way to say it. We'll say it, the perpetrator and the cop. Well, a lot of people say suspect. Suspect, and, and, and my my immediate comeback to that is why why we wouldn't call the cop the suspect if he's the one murdering them. But go ahead, I'll let you finish. Well, I'm kind of I kind of am finished. I mean, well, they were the suspect in the sense that the cop got called out there for some type of interaction. So they they were the suspect of whatever the cause of the call not, was. Not always. Uh, and, and, and let's separate a call from it's, – it's very important. It's very important. And the things we talked about on Thursday, you, you can bring this up too, you know, with, with Rihanna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. And, um, you know, we can talk about it with, with Michael Corey Jenkins and Eddie Parker. We can talk about it with both of them, John and Dallas. Remember Amber? Geiger is the little blonde cop that walked into his apartment on the floor above hers. He was sitting there playing Nintendo, and he was shot and killed. Yeah, no, um, I'm with you. On, I'm with you on all that, and we'll we'll, we'll unpack all that over over what time. What I'm trying here, but... to say on all these cases is, everyone, you and I, we all have civil rights, and in every effing single one of these cases, their civil rights are broken. And that's got to be a big deal because the cops have to follow some of that stuff. We we spend all that time talking about these people taking some responsibility for what happened because we can come up with something they did wrong. Why aren't we looking at the cops that do it to them? They're the ones who took their life. We are we are when we do that. We're we're saying if we say. Um, 
if we say that Ahmad Arbery deserved what he did, or he was over there at the house stealing that stuff, oh, he might have been wearing the jeans and boots, you know, stuff that people want to justify it so bad. They want to say killing a black man is okay so bad that we'll come up with things like that, the jeans and the boots, that, you know, when in fact that their civil rights are broken and we are allowing then these cops to be judge, jury, and executioner, and we have a set of laws here. We do need law and order in this country, and the way we get law and order is by the cops to start following, respecting that Constitution that they take an oath to protect us with, and they're not doing it. They're breaking civil rights, and they're breaking, violating people's civil rights to death. All right, so back back to Elward. I want to stay on Rankin County. Back back yep. to back to Elward. Uh, mm-hmm. the, so there's a said a white guy that was having a mental health issue that got killed. I think I remember. Well, that wasn't Hunter Elward. Okay, that that was in the Rankin County Jail. Now he might have been there. I don't know the names. Uh, Rankin County Sheriff's Department uh, uh, destroyed some of the surveillance from from the jail. Imagine that. Okay, so you, when you, you you called Elward a serial killer, to, who, uh-huh. who who all had he killed? According to you, according to what you know, um, I think there's a lot more, but I've got Damian Cameron, um, which is a, a real a real brutal heinous heinous crime death. Uh, basically, a, a lot of the same things that were happening to those young men in, in Braxton. Uh, happened to him he did he did not live through it um and pierre woods which uh in in 2019 now pierre woods uh evidently did have have a firearm whether or not he had it a lot of that's muddied and then all these like oh by the way did you look up steve perkins over there in decatur alabama like you said you would is that the guy that got i actually wrote her name down here hold on I wrote, and I don't know if we were the talking about the same that, one. The truck was mistakenly being reposed. No, no, I missed that one, but I did. I thought that the Leonard Allen cure was the one you were talking about, and I did watch that one. And that I guy, did, that guy, I did bring that up. Ooh, that's a good case for us to discuss. That later guy, because that's how we can. That's how we can discuss some of some of these issues there. Wait, hold on, hold, clearly Walt, what he was doing. Walt, hold that thought. We, we, we got to take our break. We got to take a break. Hold that thought. Oh, you're good. We'll be right back with Walt Kelly. We're, we got to get back to the Hunter Elworth thing. We can't call a guy yep. a serial killer and just leave it like that without any uh, without any confirmation. So yes, I want to pick back we got up there. Some good stuff going on here. All right, good deal. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto, located right there on Highway 49 South in Florence, Mississippi. Big white building, big red sign. Swing by for all of your automotive repair needs. Whether you got a check engine light on that you need diagnosed, a brake job, or an entire new engine, A1 Gear, A1 Gear and Auto can do it all. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinions, your gears, your transfer case, all that good stuff on the bottom side of your vehicle. The only thing they don't work on is diesel engines. They'll uh, they'll get you a professional for that, get you a specialist for that. But, uh, man, I, I had this conversation over the weekend. If you're going to go on and put some big wheels and tires on your vehicle, you need to get the upgraded hubs, 
especially you know big 24s 26 and stuff like that with these big tires and factory the factory hubs and factory gears they are not built for that kind of stress they can break a wheel can come off anything can happen prevent that by going by a1 gear and auto and getting that stuff taken care of on the front end plus you know what's the point in having a big truck if you can't use the four-wheel drive they can get all that rolling for you over there at a1 gear and auto all right on the phone here i've got mr walt kelly he is a uh community activist a blm supporter and whatnot uh and he's uh, from Fayetteville, Arkansas. We've been chatting it up. He's very, he's very, he's fired up about what's going on in Rankin County. We left off uh, with an accusation that one of the one of the Rankin County deputies that was involved in the Goon Squad Six was a, suggested that he was a, a serial killer. And I'm making the point that you know, I know it ended very bad for him, and I know <laughs> what, what happened there was a was a terrible terrible lapse of judgment. But I, I'm not ready to to say that Hunter Elwood was a was a serial killer. I mean, I, I know I know several other cops that have had multiple people die in their custody, and the cops yeah. are one hundred percent not in the wrong. So I, I, I'm still going to tend to lean. Now his track record and all you know, later on, it does look bad. I, I'm not going to sit here yeah. and say it doesn't because what happened in that house in Braxton that night was uncalled for on <laughs> every level. But I'm not going to sit here and say that every incident. I've just seen it too much. I've seen too many times where. These and I, I'm 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 just gonna say it where these these black kids get to fighting and arguing with the police and they take whatever would have been a simple arrest and they turn it into a life or death situation because I don't know if it's a if it's a fight or flight type thing they're scared and they just they feel like they're gonna die if they don't get away then they dang it if they don't end up dying or being abused while they're in the situation because they resisted because you know the resisting is where it turns into a my life or your life situation the way the cops look at it and I'm not a cop I don't want to speak for them but you see a lot of cops get killed too and I, man I just I hate going back to the F around and find out but that's really what it is I can't think of a better way to describe it every now and then man I've been pulled over and there's been times I wanted to cuss somebody out because I felt like I was being punked and talked to, talk down to like I was a punk and I just had to bite it, man, because I, you know what, getting home to my family, being able to get up and go to work the next day, having my freedom, meant more to me than not being emasculated on the side of the road. You know, so I just, I just want to kind of wanted to say there about that. Uh, you there? Well, well, Clay, I wanna I wanna say that I think I think it's so dangerous for us to get back to the resisting if we don't look at what got them to the point of resisting, if we don't look at the civil rights and, and stuff like that. And what we say, and remember, the people that we're talking about in these situations are people that cannot defend themselves because they're gone. They are gone. So it's, and and, and to, to bring up the serial killer there, which uh, you are right, you are right to challenge that and to say, hold on, hold on, that's a lot. But you've got to understand what I'm pushing back against. I'm pushing back against copaganda. And copaganda is the messages that they put out that goes into your head that causes you to say these black kids resisting, the ones who don't comply, the ones who, you know, um, Again, we can't come back to saying it's okay that we have cops going around 
if if somebody didn't get on the ground fast enough when I told them to, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill them. No, well, I, I want to say and, this too. You, know, you talk about propaganda. I think it comes from the the left wing media as well, convincing uh, young black kids, young black men, that they've got a better chance of being killed on the side of the road than they do of driving off every time they get pulled over. Because at the end of the day, based on the amount of police engagements, interactions there are with people versus how many people get killed in these incidences, it is, you've got about a better chance of winning the lottery than you do of having one of these situations happen to you. Yeah. Boy, that's a sad statement. But you're right. They, um, yeah, I, I, you, you, know I, you, that, you may not be hearing me right because I, I, I can't imagine you think I'm right about this. I, I thought you were saying you got a better chance at, at winning the lottery than you do surviving if you, no, uh, then you drive do, away. Yeah, you, you've got a better chance of, of winning the lottery than you do of getting killed on the side of the road by a cop. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it really it happens so rarely. Now, we have, you, you get a few, you get a rash of it here and there, or you get these incidents, and because of the 24-hour news cycle, social media, uh, people like yourself, people like me, you know, that, 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 that put this kind of content out there, and it exasperates it, and it makes people think that this is all that's going on, is every time somebody gets pulled over. I've had lots of uh, conversations with law enforcement over the years. I'm, I have a friend of mine that's the chief of police here locally. And I asked him the same question, like from the law, or brought the same topic up, from a law enforcement perspective, do they think that all of this national media coverage is stoking fear in black folks when they pull them over? And are they realizing, and I'm trying to be as respectful as possible here, Walt, I'm like, do, do they, do you, are you seeing a, a raise of temperature? You know, people acting nervous because they're freaking out from what they see on the news, and then the cops get freaked out. And it's just this bad situation that could have just been a speeding ticket or just a ticket for a blinker. And next thing you know, somebody's freaked out and think they're about to get killed because they're getting pulled over by a white cop. And then all hell breaks loose. And yeah, he, he tended he tended to agree. He said, man, it, it, you know, it's just the media. You take a few of the bad incidences and you blow them up to this nuclear level. And there's going to be a trickle down effect. And it's going to be in the engagement of normal folks with, with cops. Well, I think we also need to look at the raw numbers. See, this is where we we for sure differ. I don't think there's enough attention brought to it. The fact that last year more people were killed by police, white people too. Uh, more white people were killed last year than, than in the history of, of when they've been keeping track of it. And we're on pace to beat that this year. The problem's getting worse. And, and, and the crime numbers are not. And as far as the amount of police getting killed by by people, it's more dangerous to be a pizza delivery guy than it is to be a cop. And 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 that's fact. No, look no. at the numbers. No, no. I'm I'm going to put I'm going to push back there. You can go you can go Google the most dangerous jobs. Cop is one. Tow driver is two. Believe it or not, I don't know where pizza delivery guy Those falls the in two on there. Together at the Clay Perkins deal there. Uh, it's. Last year, it was more dangerous to be an elementary school student after what happened at Uvalde. No, no, no. Hell, there were there were over four hundred cops at Uvalde. They were safe and sound while they heard children screaming for their life and getting slaughtered in a in a, a bunch of ten year olds. It's more dangerous to be an elementary student. These cops are, are are killing people in the name of officer safety, and and 
And and to tie back into what I was saying about the serial killer, I'm pushing back against that that propaganda, and 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 we're going back to Rankin County with this. But both of John, who was in his apartment, what the cop said after that, after she walked into that house and shot him over ten times while he was playing Nintendo on his couch, the first statement from police was they found a gram of marijuana in his kitchen. And his civil rights, Clay, your civil rights, Brianna Taylor sleeping in her home, if Maude Ar- Arbery jogging, if there's a white guy jogging down the road and they killed him like that, it's going to be a news story or sleeping in their house or playing Nintendo. Not just your civil rights. Somebody broke into his home. She broke into his home. I know, and then executed him. I, I know, and look, we we could spend hours breaking down all these national stories, and, and, yes, and I get it. I do. I get it. There, there, there's terrible situations out there, but I want to try to stay on topic with Rankin County today. And I and I've got some. Te- I, I got some texts and some and some Bring questions. Bring us back home. I got some texts from some of our listeners. We got to take a break real quick. We're running a little behind schedule. When we come back, we're going to sh- jump straight to the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. If y'all got any questions or comments for Walt, shoot a text. I've heard the phone ringing. Guys, I'm not going to take any calls today. Uh, I'm just afraid that it'll, it, we will get so far off the tracks that we won't be able to get back on. We ain't got but about 20 minutes left for Walt. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We got Walt Kelly on the line here. Walt, I gotta, I gotta punch back at a few things that you said there in that last, that last segment. I, um, I think to a man, most people agree that what happened with the police there in Uvalde was screwed up. But it was a trans nut job loaded up on SSRIs that killed those kids, N- not the police. Yeah. So yeah. same, same in Nashville. You know, they still haven't let us see the transifesto. Of the of the Nashville tranny that that killed the that killed all those kids. So the po- the police didn't kill these didn't kill these kids. While uh, they, did they screw up in Uvalde? Was that potentially some type of false flag type scenario to to try to accomplish something? There's a lot of weird stuff about that Uvalde. I mean, when I say false flag, I don't mean it didn't happen. I mean, was it intent? Was it intentionally let to happen? Does if that makes sense? I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff about that. What them cops did standing out in that hallway, it don't make sense. None of it. So, uh, But we could do a whole other show on that. Also, let's see here. I, I was just looking at one thing. I had some numbers pulled up. Uh, Eric sent over and said, uh, USA Today says 64 cops were shot and killed. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. According to this article, 61 cops were shot and killed on duty. I don't remember hearing about 61 elementaries being, you know, elementary students, I mean, teachers being killed. So uh, it is, in fact, more dangerous to be a cop than an elementary teacher. Uh, I think, look, I think teachers should be armed if they, if they choose to be. Yeah, teacher. You know. So uh, let's see here. Back to Rankin County. Here's a question I got. Let, let, let's skip forward a little bit as we, as we get kind of wind down time here. Michael Corey Jenkins. What's the other fellow's name? Eddie Terrell Parker. Eddie Parker. Yeah. All right. A lot. A lot of the stuff that people are hearing here on the ground in Rankin County is, you know, this is clear. This was not their first time. And I'm gonna give you a chance to do some myth busting or however you want to look at this. 
They're saying these guys were, were trouble. They were、uh, a threat to the community. They, they, they had constantly having the cops called on them. That, that house, the two dead bodies were discovered there、um, at one point, or two people were killed there in that house at one point. So there's a, there, there's a lot of stuff. Again, none of that justifies what the cops did that night. And I want to make sure I'm clarifying that. But something led them to that to take it to that extreme, other than the assumption that. That these were just two black guys messing with some white girl and somebody got mad. Because that, that that's the, feels like that's the picture that's being painted. That's, that's, that's what happened. We got to go with civil rights. We got to have law and order here. And, and there was no reason for them to be there, much less busting down the door. They kicked in the door, they broke into their house. Yeah, I'm listening. Yeah, I, I, I can keep going. I mean, I mean, keep in mind this person that I called a serial killer who put the gun in the mouth of Michael Corey Jenkins' mouth and pulled the trigger. We, we are talking about as he lay down there on the ground bleeding, that man and those other guys let him lay there and, and, and almost die. They did not call the, the EMTs. They did not call the ambulance. They sat there and decided how they were going to plant a gun and plant drugs on them to make them the bad guys that we're trying to do with every single one of these cases.、Right, and、me. that's why it's so dangerous. It's speculating about what could have gone on over there is so dangerous and so wrong. Because we've got to put the responsibilities on the cops. They're supposed to be the professional ones. They're supposed to be the ones that are dealing with a mental health check that have to step above it. They're the ones that,、uh, you know, one third of the people killed by police last year were fleeing, running away, or driving away. That's not a death sentence. We've got to expect some professionalism from the cops. But those men didn't ask for any of this notoriety in Rankin County. They did. I mean, they. Let me ask you this. They used the bathroom on their cell. Do, do, do you think, you know, that every situation that happens with the cops and a, black, a white cop, black person, do you think every one of those are because of racism? No. Okay. I think, I think it, w- it would be. It would be disingenuous and naive of us to, to not say、uh, race isn't a part of it as well. All right,、uh, but no, there's, there's all,、right. all sorts of, yeah, no. All right, I got a, I got a text in from, from a law enforcement officer that says, do, do you not feel like maybe this is a, I'm just going to read the exact text here, so bear with me one second here. I thought I had it up. Yeah, it says, Always refer to people as subjects until they are arrested or enough info reveals to arrest. He goes, In Rankin County, there was, is a small percentage where the culture is, this is Rankin County. I didn't see it as a racial issue. That culture is equally against poor white folks. And I know that because of the use、yeah. of the N word and all that stuff got thrown around, and therefore, it,、mm-hmm. it, once you do that, it, it, regardless of any other circumstances, that immediately may, means it has to be about racism. But I, I do agree. And I know a bunch of 
poor white folks and that have been mm-hmm. equally uh, as done wrong. Now, have they had a have they had their jaw shot off? No, you know that I'm aware of. But as you mentioned, a white guy going through a mental health thing died. But I got a friend. Yeah. I got a friend. Um, I, I'm hesitant to just mention people's names because I don't know if they want their personal business drug out on the radio. But I got a friend. We'll call him Adam, who went through a whole lot of crap with some of these very guys over years and years and years, and and was and was celebrating when they got arrested, you know, because of the times he got spent. He spent in jail and things that allegedly happened to him. And it, I mean, there's a bunch of these stories out there where it seems like maybe it's a it, it's a, a toxic culture more than just a, a racism thing. And I, I think that's an important an important detail here. As a Rankin County citizen, you know, I, I don't people are embarrassed by this racism stuff. People in Mississippi, when we have a complex about that's why I fight so hard about what I think is not racism. And of course that gets confused as racism. When you're, because you're supposed to just, anytime somebody says this is racist, we're supposed to just say, okay, yeah, you're right, it's racist. Who am I to argue? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm clay, and that's why, I, and I'm going to argue it's not, if I don't think something's racism, I'm not going to just go along to get along. So I, I don't know if that necessarily had a point with that, but I, calling I everything racist, calling everything racist creates this issue where it's putting everybody, right. it's putting everybody in a really tense, PTSD type situation every time they get pulled over by the cops because they think, oh my God, I'm black, they're white, I'm about to be racismed against. Yeah, um, I think I, I, I think that that uh, comment that you brought up from the Leo is, is a good one. I mean, absolutely. More and more, I mean, I think Policing in America's foundation is racist and comes from racist past. You know, policing was developed for slave patrols. A lot of the laws we have today are straight from black codes, but it is directly affecting poor whites now. As, hey, as hold, policing hold that, evolves. Hold, hold that thought. we got we got to take our last break here because we got our hard okay. break coming up. Hold tight. We'll be right back with Walt Kelly. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We've got about a minute left here with Walt. Walt, I want to say one thing in closing. And I I think a lot of people, uh, and this is from conversations I've had with people on my side about stuff, I think a lot of people want to see equal outrage. I, when I want to see people in the black community get as upset about black-on-black crime um, as they do when the police kill somebody that's black. Now, I'm not saying that, Every situation where the police kill somebody that is uh, just because they were resisting. Some stuff obviously is wrong. And I know we would like to see them get just as mad when they're killing each other in an industrial clip like they did over Meridian this weekend at that mass shooting. Uh, one guy gets killed, three get shot, and it barely makes the news. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I do find the whole black-on-black crime pretty racist. Uh, I, I, I think that you know, white on white crime is more prevalent than black on black crime. Crime just—that's how—that's how it works. Crime is a matter of proximity, and and since we live in a segregated society, crime happens where you are. Very self-segregated. So, too. I've done I, several shows about this, on, and I pointed the finger at both sides. And we're actually off the air, but I'm still recording here. I've pointed the finger 
at both sides for this. Like we, so much was fought to desegregate, and now we've all gone and resegregated ourselves. The black blacks do it because look, I grew up in Jackson, lived in Jackson, which is a predominantly black city for a long time, and I've watched blacks segregate themselves from whites, and I've watched whites do the same exact thing. You know, so yeah. it's, it's very interesting how that's worked, and maybe society. It's better off just letting people do what they want to do. If they want to come together, they can. There's plenty of people that do. But I, I think forcing people to have to uh, creates unique situations. Um, social media is a great example. You look under the comment sections of some of these uh, these news posts, for example, you know, that are extremely divisive posts intended to drive uh, negative engagement. And I, I think you can see what happens when you get a bunch of people that otherwise would have never been in a room together with from just completely different backgrounds, political leanings, religions, everything, and you get them to talking about very divisive topics, they're going to say some screwed up stuff, you know? Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I mean, I people, you know, want to think that, you know, I'm not talking about the white people being killed by police, um, but I do. There's a, you know, Hunter Britton, a 17-year-old white kid in Cabot, Arkansas. Um, I've, I've got a playlist full of videos about him. Uh, you know, there's Anthony Allegrini out in, in New Jersey that's happened. And, uh, it's, it's happened in there too. I, I speak out against police violence. Yes, one of the equations in police violence, and, and, and I back that you, up. I, I, I've watched enough of your videos and talked to you, uh, so I'm saying this for everybody to listen. Walt also, as he says, he does discuss uh, when white people have been killed by cops too. Walt, I've I, I've got to let the next host in. I will give you a call I back. Hey, we're going to do this again. We're going to do this long form here soon, so we can really talk these topics through without having to do commercial breaks and all of that stuff. Because I think we got a good three-hour Joe Rogan style podcast ahead of us where we can really air this out. So, Walt, thank yeah, you for I taking think the it's time. Good this morning. for the people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Walt. Thank you, sir. All right, have a great Thanks day. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh, as always, bye. All right. Uh, that little extra for you guys on the podcast. That last couple minutes there was not aired on the radio. So y'all have a blessed day. I'll be back here tomorrow. I've got Joe Exotic's lawyer going to be here with me. That's right. The Tiger King's lawyer who's working on his appeal will be live on the Clay Edwards show for the whole second hour, 8 to 9.